I said, empty your mind. Be formless, shapeless, like water. It's about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. Join movement expert Aaron Alexander as he dives into the minds of the foremost innovative healthcare thinkers and movement masters on their approach to optimal health and wellness. Align Podcast. Welcome back to Align Podcast. My name is Aaron Alexander. In today's gorgeous episode, I got to have one of my preferred people walking around this globe, Miss Nadine Artemis. This is her second time on the Align podcast, and uh, she just wrote a book called Renegade Beauty, which breaks down pretty much everything you need to know about skin and mouth and pit and just your overall maintenance of this uh, this organism of yours. So really good book. Highly recommend checking that out. She is best-selling author. She is the founder of uh, Living Libations, which is a, a tremendous company. Breaks down all the goodness in the world of essential oils and perfumes and sprays and, again, body upkeep, really important stuff. Um, in this conversation, we get into all that, how to maintain your microbiome from all the different levels, from the skin to the gut to the ears and the feet. I don't know if we talk about ears and feet, but all the different parts. Really important to understand that whole thing, and that's what we get into here is a little clip not having a healthy microbiome in that area or enough gut microbes that could be the root of an infertility issue thank you so much for tuning in to aligntherapy.com com I said that funny dot com uh, if you feel called to that website it's align therapy.com on there you can start the five-day movement challenge which breaks down the how-to's on how to integrate optimal movement function into everything that you're doing every moment becomes an opportunity to cultivate that body of yours if uh, you have a little bit baseline education. So that's what we get into with that. Um, also, the show notes, information on guests, any people that we mention, it is all on there. You put your little notepads down and just go to linetherapy.com slash podcast. Um, thank you, guys. If you leave reviews, we will send you out some stuff from Organifi. Uh, Organifi, also, if you use the Align code, you get 20% off any product. So they get, like, superfoods and proteins and it's all vegan Spiritual, really good for you. Um, here we go. Absolute favorite podcast from Brooke1687. I am an avid listener of a pretty wide array of podcasts. The Lime Podcast is my favorite for a couple different reasons. I'm not going to read the whole thing, by the way, but you guys get the idea. Um, first, Aaron seems to just be genuinely curious person and isn't making the podcast too simply to reaffirm his beliefs. Uh, thus, the interviews are truly informative and interesting and not just a plug for his products. The second thing... I I find so cool about this podcast is the diversity of guests and then she goes on thank you so much for that hit us up on the instagram at align podcast and we will send you out some stuff uh we post stuff on the daily on align podcast line band how to keep your body moving well self-care movement body flossing whatever the heck that means uh, a lot of good stuff i hope you guys dig it i think we're ready to go um thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoy the conversation as much as i did back to it podcast. Have you messed with kundalini yoga at all? Yes. What do you think about kundalini? I, I love it. I don't always do it, but that was like, there was a time in my life when I was like doing it 10, 
and like classes a week. So with that, I think everything's great. And then sometimes at the end, I don't remember what the songs are, but it's like, you are my little sunshine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are my little, it's not that, but May it's pretty much that. Sun. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, what so is funny. that? Well, the, you know I, what it is. What are the lyrics? May the long time sun shine upon you. Oh. I cry when they sing that. Oh, yeah, I, I'm <laughs> like, this is for pansies, and I'm like crying. Like, <laughs> I love. Well, the thing I love about Kundalini is it's so like glandular. There's like, and then it's always different. So you're not like in this like Ashtanga rhythm of like the same thing every day. And I kind of feel like it's like Kundalini romper room. I don't know what that romper means. room is like a kids show they had in Canada. Oh. I meant like kindergarten romper room, like kindergarten. It's kind of like kindergarten. You know, there's a lot of like walk around like a crab or there's just crazy things, but you're using your body like you never would. And it's very playful. Mm. That's why I like it. Is Canada like a different world in the United <laughs> States? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so much the same, but there's all, there is differences. What like are we some say distinct sorry a lot. I I actively remove sorry from my vernacular. Yeah, it's a good thing to think about. But there are fu- like there's a funny video on YouTube like uh, Canadians with road rage. They're just saying, like, <laughs> sorry. sorry. <laughs> you grew up out there. Yeah, like I'm fully Canadian. And then you moved out to Venice, living li- libations. No, we just have our store here. Oh, you've never lived out here. No. Son of a gun. Yeah. I should have done your history better. (laughs) Yeah, our land and lake is in Ontario. (laughs) Oh, cool. Yeah. What's your property like out there? It's heaven on earth. It's just... Like, I won't leave. Like, once I get home, I won't be leaving till, like, October. I will not even leave the land. What are some things that you instilled upon the land that Mm. people might not necessarily think about that's really important for you? What did we do? Instilled upon the land. I said that way yeah. too. Like, well, we've made strangely. like paths in the woods. Yeah. Oh, good. Um, you got a big old lake. Got a big old lake. We put a dock in. <laughs> That's really cool. Not so, uh, you know, like special, but uh, everybody special. needs a dock, right? Um, I don't know. We've loved it so much. Oh, gardens. Gardens mm. and uh, fruit trees and heart nut trees and flowers and getting a lot of native plants going and wildflowers. So about the book, yeah, Renegade Beauty. Yeah. This is so as we're swimming in lakes and as we're gardening and we're doing these things, we're actually nurturing our microbiome on our skin and in our guts and in our ears and all these different plates where we're, the, we're these living, breathing in your book, you call it the the moist envelope to the soul. Mm-hmm. I think that's chapter. I don't know what chapter was actually. <laughs> it it was, was in there. Yeah. The moist envelope of the soul. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell does that mean? Well, <laughs> our skin, moist, on like, right? Because only a few millimeters of skin separate our bodies from the outside world, and it's like our immune first responder. Our skin is such a huge part of our innate immune system. And obviously there's a lot of communication that goes on from, you know, touching to nerves communicating to hormones. There's like all that kind of stuff going on. It breathes, it's communicating, it's regenerative, it's a regenerative tissue. Um, But really like what's inside, you know, so it holds all our stuff in and our soul is the moist envelope of our soul. 
and we got to take care of it. And it is essential to our immune system. Mm. So I feel like we forget about that because of what we apply to the body every day. So our skin's woven with these, you know, it's just wonderfully woven with immune-specific cells that um, alert the body to, of exposure to toxins, and it secretes antimicrobial pep peptides like um, there's a TNF, tumor necrosis factor, that it, so it helps to defend against like tumors and viruses, but it's alerting you too when when toxins. So every day in our you know self care, and then we're uh, slapping on the lubriderm, and meanwhile on a microscopic level, the body's like ah, red alert, red alert. Mm. We're just doing it, doing it. I see this. I do hot yoga. Yes. <laughs> really hot yoga. Yes. It's fun. Um, I feel like I'm going to die literally every time. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be good for you. My heart's like coming out of my chest. It's terrible. But then I feel really good for the next like, you know, whatever, six hours. Right. Um, but one of the things that will happen in my hot yoga experience is almost every time I'll be in the locker room, standing there in the buff, and there's a dude in the shower. There's two showers. And everybody that gets in the shower, it's all steamy. I'm first I'm like, you just have a hot yoga glass. What are you doing? Like, take a cold shower. Yeah. Man up. And then, I only say man up because they're men. Yeah. Um, woman up as well. <laughs> um, and then you get, I get in there and they take way too long and there's just soap everywhere oh. and they're all sudsed up. Yeah. And then this guy, I have, I, I'm a very judgmental person. And so the guy comes out and he starts lubing himself up with all this this uh, moisturizer. And he's got all these powders and moisturizer, all this stuff. I'm like, powders. this is ridiculous. It is. Because we're kind of, it's like you, we are permaculture. Yes, exactly. So what, what the hell? <laughs> Sorry. Well, a couple things with that scenario. Um, yeah, cold shower would be great. Sure. <laughs> uh, fil chlor filters on those shower heads. Why is that relevant? Because tap water, anybody can Google it. Like U.S. tap water, for example, like major cities, over 300 types of toxins and pharmaceuticals in your average North American city tap water. <laughs> so, and that's in it and it's measurable. And then, you know, not everybody has to go there, but then if you even think homeopathically, like, right, what's in there and it's antidepressants, hormones, uh, birth, con you know, birth, con not a birth control pill, but the, you know, it's reading up in the in the testing, not to mention the heavy metals or the issues with lead or chlorine or fluoride. What do you mean by homeopathically? I, I mean, I think I get it, but what for... Yeah, well, I mean, if we think about, like, if homeopathic is a thing, which I'm sure it's obviously debated, but I think there is something to, you know, it's about the vibration of something and you only need a small amount and then it imprints it. Just like, you know, the messages in water stuff Emoto. Yeah, emoto. And so you could see like just saying hate to the water or love and it would change it structurally. So with homeopathic, you're just getting like, you're getting the most diluted form of something and the more diluted it is, the stronger it is for homeopathic purposes. So yeah. that's how you do your strengths. The stronger is the more diluted stuff. So we think of that with tap water. I mean, it's just mind bloating, blowing. So then you get like potentially bloating as well. Yes, <laughs> I think you were onto something. <laughs> it could very well be. And then if we just take like one thing out of that, like chlorine, chlorine kills the friendly flora. 
like it, you know, so whether that's on, on transdermally or within our guts, like we're drinking something that kills microbes. And what we know now with the um, revolutionary research about the microbiome, which is like really juicy for the past 20 years, but then like really for the past 10 years, it's like we're learning stuff all the time. And it's way different than the 1940s sort of germ warfare theory that we've been cruising off of Hmm. from farming into how to take care of the body, right? It's just like, oh, virus, kill it kill it like pesticides just kill it not thinking about oh if we actually had more microbes in the soil that would make healthier soil for the plant and then the plant would be healthier and then it would be more have a stronger defense system against the things that want to attack it Hmm. and so we're just you know and apparently with a shower taking a shower in chlorine is more you're absorbing more chlorine than drinking like an eight out eight ounce glass of water especially hot shower Another yeah. reason to take cold showers. Totally. Amongst all like the yeah. cold thermogenesis yes. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Also tightens you up a little bit. Yes. Yeah, right. exactly. And it's not much to just get a, fil- a filter for your shower that can filter out at least the chlorine. But like that could, I uh, know, there could be other issues, but literally that could solve eczema, psoriasis, dandruff for some. And then we take like the really hardcore soaps, not like the you know, natural like clay goat milk soap you found at the farmer's market, but the really hardcore dial or whatever. I'm not trying to be brand, like do brands, but I just mean like the stuff at the drugstore. Or maybe it's got triclosan in it. Luckily that's been banned. And then we're like putting that all over our skin and bodies. And then that's just further fumigating our flora. It's basically like a lot of modern cosmetics are kind of like pesticides. Hmm. And we've got billions of bacteria. We're basically just like a bacterial banquet. <laughs> like, and we're always blooming with bacteria. And, and the way to health and beauty is to really allow those, that whole microbiome to thrive and to really get your microbiome with more diverse species, just like soil. So we really need diversity and plentiful, and we need prebiotics and probiotics. The prebiotics feed the probiotics. The probiotics help the, the friendly bacteria. And then all of that can take care of the pathogens and the viruses. So really for beauty, the, the bacteria are like our innate beauticians. Hmm. And then we can let the microbes micromanage our skincare rather than, you know, the plastic exfoliating beads and the suds and all that as you're talking i'm having like a nervous breakdown because there's a trash truck behind us i know i'm just trying to ignore it <laughs> but i don't louder. think anybody can hear it like i can yeah can, we got this on isn't that great so for people listening maybe you can hear it in which case i apologize <clears throat> i don't think you can though <laughs> but if you can what made what brought, what brought me to to peace with this damn trash truck we're in venice right now we're right on the yeah. beach yeah. we're living libations yeah we're going live yeah we're in it yeah <laughs> We got to use the garbage truck to our advantage. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm like, as I'm like, oh, this damn garbage truck. That's what we do with our skin. Yes. Ah. <laughs> so we try to destroy the garbage truck. We just try to store everything. Yeah. When this- in reality, like this garbage truck behind us is really important because you have this trash piling up in front of living libations. I'm sure you guys recycle. <laughs> oh, no. There's just like 40 bags of trash out there. Just- <laughs> 
<laughs> but that's what we do is we end up with our skin, we end up destroying all the trash trucks. There's probably yeah. from fancy terms for what the trash trucks are actually called. You probably know what they are. Pathogens? Maybe? Sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but then we have to end up purchasing products because we need new trash trucks. Because now we have all this shit building up. Yeah, or the lymph system, which is the sort of it, it brings nutrients to cells, but its main job is to, uh, although they're understanding new stuff about it all the time. And then there's the lymphatic system in the brain, but that's for mm-hmm. another day. But yeah, that's to take away the toxins. And then we do a lot of stuff that kind of creates like lymph stagnancy. And then, you know, that's kind of like when the garbage trucks are going on strike. Mm. And then we end up clogging our, what is it called? The stratus corneum, the top layer of yeah, the epidermis. Yeah, st- uh, the stratum corneum. Stratum. Sorry. Stratum, I guess, is like a word. I'm sure if we looked up the <laughs> etymology, like a layer. Right. A layer. So there's four stratums in the top layer of our skin. So there's the dermis and then the epidermis, which is like on top of it. And the epidermis is like one millimeter thin, like so thinner than the side of a credit card. <laughs> and in that is four, are four layers. You know, and they're so busy. Cool. Yeah. So the, a lot of what we do to the top layer, the stratum corneum, is do we just trash in it? Because it's our sun protection and anti-infection layer, but it's mostly comprised of dead skin cells. So in our modern times, that's really given rise to chemical peels and excessive exfoliation. So we're just scrubbing and rubbing with chemicals, with really harsh things. And then just like when people have chemical peels and then they can't go, you know, it's like, okay, then you can't go out in the sun because you've just deeply taken away that layer. And so way too much excessive exfoliation going on. And then, um, and then what happens is where, you know, that daily rubbing and scrubbing is, is, is tips the balance where cell loss exceeds cell production and then the cells underneath are left, uh, they're young cells, and then they're left stressed and vulnerable, and uh, they don't have enough time to mature, and uh, then we're exposing our skin to toxins and that kind of stuff. So that can, um, that what that whole process does, the chemical peels, excessive exfoliation, damaging the top layer, is it's harming our immune first responders of our skin. And when that top layer has lost the, its integrity, it's kind of like leaving the front door open while you're on vacation. Hmm. So you're really leaving your skin vulnerable. Unless you live in Canada. Skin. Yeah. In which case, no problem. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> that was even in a Michael Moore documentary once. He was filming in Toronto, and I never even locked my door in Toronto. And he would just, he was testing. Yeah to see like what Canadians, and yeah, he would just walk up and many doors were open. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Arab, you were you were getting into some real stuff, and then oh, yeah, my okay. mind is I can go very back. childish. It's <laughs> <Yes, okay. laughs> real problem. <laughs> so we've got all this. So we're really leaving our face vulnerable, which is like, which again, I just feel like we have, you know, all these products that advertise assurances of self-esteem, like clear that up, we'll make you feel beautiful. But meanwhile, so many of the ingredients that we use are are you know really making our skin cells shrivel and um, shrink and it's not healthy for our cells so then that's like leading people to think they need you know more products and different things because we're in a total vicious cycle 
of like, why isn't this working? And then these results or like with acne and then putting chemicals on, which is killing the microbiome. Or then also when we're scrubbing away too quickly, we're actually removing the, the microbiome or we're mutating it. We're making microbes go missing and we're removing the food supply because these little things got to eat. Yeah. So we're moving like the uh, cells and the lipids and the sebum, which is the food source. And, you know, on one level, I'm sure if we saw it all happening microscopically, we'd be freaked out. Like you can see, like you can Google like the bacteria that live in your eyelashes on a microscopic level. And you're just like. Demodex. Yeah. Well, hopefully not. Oh, there's the bad ones. The demodex mite is uh, one of the root causes of rosacea. Oh. But again, so when we're missing microbes, so the bacteria that cause imbalance live on everyone's skin. The bacteria that cause cavities are in everyone's mouth. That's like a streptococcus. And so the new theories now from the microbiome research is understanding that um, so when we move their sort of bacteria, ancestral bacterial buddies then that makes the pathogens or the like the strep get out of control. Right. It's not scientific, but I, I do think of like the 80-20 rule, but I'm just saying like there's not like a sign. But I feel like in general, you know the 80-20 rule? Yeah, so I feel like that with our bacteria. So we just need like about 80% friendly, good, beneficial bacteria, and they'll right. take care of that 20%. And we can live with that 20%. But when it tips balance to like, you know, more pathogenic than then we're fighting things it's almost like we're, we're we operate on a like a misfiring software system where mm-hmm. it's like we're these creatures and every day where we could be in more of like a, a permaculture type mindset yeah you know and just have our energy go towards progress yeah. we end up going three steps forward three steps back three steps forward three steps back and we're just stuck in that rut all day long it's almost like yeah. a form of an autoimmune disease in a sense because we're chronically we're kind of disgusted by ourselves so we keep scrubbing and scrubbing and scrubbing yeah. and scrubbing but really I don't think it's a deodorant thing or perfume thing or whatever thing. It's really a psychological thing. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yes, and... Yeah, I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, yes. <laughs> there's a yes to that. <laughs> you know, what do you, I mean, what do, do you... Do you think there's something to that of like getting to kind of getting the, the root, like the, the emotional root or the psychological yeah, yeah. root I or something like that? I think for some people, for sure. Like I'm reminded of Lady Macbeth in that sense that we're like scrubbing and yeah, scrubbing and scrubbing. Yeah, get it off of me. Yeah. Now, I think that's some people and there's people that are like, you know, just what I always think. We think we're wrong with our skin, too, because of like it's so we're deep, deep in a consumeristic culture now. Like, you know, I think about it. You know, we think about the 70s, 80s, the 90s, and we're all just like working more towards that. And, you know, like the advertising to our insecurities started so long ago, like in the 1900s, maybe before then. And it's just classic, create a problem, create a solution. And we don't necessarily have all those problems. We don't necessarily need all those solutions. And so for some, they're like overpicking their face, over squeezing, over analyzing or that's why I say, too, like, do we have to be perfectly pretty to peer into a magnifying mirror? Like, don't use a magnifying mirror. <laughs> like, you know? right. I mean, unless you really need to see on how to, like, pluck your eyebrow. But I mean, on e- like, we don't need nobody right. is looking at you that closely, like the scrutiny, hmm. you know, and even your partners and lovers. Generally, <clears throat> you know if they've got a healthy brain, they're not looking at your 
pores as much as you are. Like, you know, like we just are our own worst critics, but it's also like everything mm. that we're bombarded with just takes us further into that. So it's a lot we have to like undo and sit back and relax about and simplify, you know? That's good. I like the magnifying mirror yeah. metaphor slash reality. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, especially when they're just like, you know, and it's like. We're also stuck in myopia. Yeah. Like, so from a physical side, so I'm always kind of curious about all these, these connections of how our physical body is kind of representation of our emotional self. And For sure. All yeah. that. You know, yeah. So it's, this is probably way too out there, but we're stuck in this myopic type uh, visual mm-hmm. visual set where we're, we're always looking at our screen. So our, literally our eyes, the ciliary muscles, our eyes are stuck in contraction yes. and this close up vision. So I wonder if maybe there's some type of strand that connects into us being overly myopic with looking at our pores and shit like that. It's probably, probably way out there. No, I, I think that's, that's what real. about sun? We we're, we're also afraid of the sun, which mm-hmm. is kind of like, that's kind of a big deal. Yes. I have a whole chapter on the sun because it needed a lot of clearing up. Renegade Beauty, I think, is a really important encyclopedia of um, of health and just awareness. Like I've, I've, I've really enjoy it. I don't usually like take moments to say how much I liked oh, a thanks. book. I really <laughs> think it was. It's a really important book to have around. Thank you. Yeah, but in there. So what do you get into with the sun stuff? Oh, like so much. It's just it's so juicy and it it's been so maligned in the past few decades. Um, I joke that it needs a new PR agent. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Um, But if you go into the history of it, it's so rich. Um, You know, from ancient Egypt, Egypt, uh, where there's a neat, a neat passage was written by Herodotus. Oh, I can't say the ancient Greek guy. H-E-R-O-T-D-U-S. Yeah. Herodotus. Thank you. No, I don't think that's how you say (laughs) it. Sarah, how do you say it? Herodotus. Herodotus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He had just written, you know, like he went to this battle. So he's an ancient Greek guy, like, you know, Socrates realm, uh, Hippocrates realm. All the boys. Yeah. Yeah. The whole gang. And uh, he was, so when he was looking at the history, he went to this battle site where Egyptians had battled and now I can't remember the culture but it's in there and that other culture wore skull caps and Mm. so they never had their head exposed to the sun and the Egyptians um there's even a time period for men where they shave the heads so they can have more sun exposure Mm. and he said that the other skulls he could just like break with a little pebble and then the Egyptian skulls he couldn't even break with like a rock because there's a really huge connection with the sun and our bones. Yeah. You know, and, and what we call vitamin D. Hormone. Yeah, well, it's like a pr- it's like not a vitamin at all. They, it's like the naming of it was like it was like the next. We did the B's and the C's. And yeah. Vitamin a and it's a real cop yeah. out, that vitamin D. Yeah. <laughs> it's, and it's not quite a hormone. It's complicated things. <laughs> it's, it's a hormonal <laughs> precursor. It's a precursor to hormonal activity and it's so needed. And so, you know, we people wonder, can they just take vitamin D supplements and then avoid the sun? And we can't really because what we get from the sun is a water-based vitamin D. It's water-soluble and vitamin D supplements are fat-soluble. And that's 
important for the body as well. But the water soluble one is very important. And what we just we have to just rethink and not be afraid to, you know, walk from the car to the mall without sunscreen or a hat. We can do it. <laughs> and then sun blocks end up blocking just a very specific wavelength of light, which yes. ends up being kind of like imbalance as well. Yeah, so any sunscreen <coughs> or sunblock will uh, block UVB. And when we, if we had nothing on, we'd get UVA and UV, as well as a bunch of other stuff and other light waves and things that haven't even been named yet. Like, so there's, you know, again, there's going to be lots of 20 years from now, we'll be like, oh. We don't understand anything. No, <laughs> not at all. And so what's happening is we're just getting UVA and UVA on its own can cause things like age spots and stuff. So also if you were like, say, Driving in traffic, same pattern for years, and like every day on your way home, this arm was uh, there, there, right, you're driving, and the light's coming in through the window, so the window blocks UVB, and you're only getting UVA, so this arm's going to have like more freckles and stuff on it. Mm. And so when we're applying sunscreen or sunblock, we're only getting UVA, which is sun damaging without its ultraviolet partner UVB plus chemicals and all that sort of stuff. Plus, we're disabling our body's alarm system for like, hey, you're a little bit pink. Get out of the sun. Right. And so, yeah, that's a whole thing. So the one thing that you can use for a block is uh, non-nanoized um, zinc oxide. And the reason why that works is because it reflects the rays. So they just bounce off of you. It's not dividing the UVA and the UVB. Hmm. It's literally like bouncing right off. But And that's a block. So there's not much in the in between for the sun, sunscreen zone. But all plants, like all the oils, like jojoba, olive, coconut, they all have like some level of like, I call it sun harmonization. Because you could be in the sun a little bit longer with those oils. So it's going to be different for everybody like the Irish heritage versus like Mediterranean heritage, there's going to be a big difference. But for you, it could add on five minutes or something. Now to that, if you add um, other things like rich pigments or pigmented oils like sea buckthorn, then it's going to take that up a bit. It kind of feels like a jojoba or olive oil is like a six or an eight. But again, you can't really use those correlations because an SPF factor is only regulated uh, for something that's synthetic. So the issue with the sun, because that's something that I've pondered on before, where I'm like, get more sun, like your body's built for it, it's good for you. And then mm -hmm. some people, I've I've kind of pondered on that, where it's like, well, what about when your arm is in the car and the side with the sun gets all messed up? It's because you're not getting the whole food of the sun. Yes. Son of a gun. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. So when we use other oils like from the plants, because those oils are protecting the plants too or harmonizing their relationship with the sun. So, And we also just got to think of like, what's our relationship to the sun? So what's that union? What's that engagement? What's that relationship to that part of creation? Because it's a joint thing. Like anything you're engaging with is like takes two to tango, right? Hmm. So, um, so what we're applying really matters and what's inside. So most so what people don't realize is that sun damaged skin really starts from within and it, and some of the root causes are, uh, microbiome, a depleted microbiome. 
you know, right. or with the removal, we've taken away our sem- our whole stratum corneum from scrubbing and rubbing. And then that damages the next layer underneath, which is the stratum granulosum, which is the hydrolipid barrier, which uh, feeds us the phospholipids and the ceramides naturally, not in a little <laughs> capsule that you apply to your face, but your own ceramides. And then when we wash repeatedly with surfactants, which is totally what's going on, what is a surfactant? A surfactant is anything that's in a soap. So okay. like that's what makes the soap. Um, so then you might be like, oh, I'm going to get by my like gentle foaming cleanser from the health food store. Still the same story. And now through understanding the microbiome, there's studies that show that um, these surfactants, they leave microscopic splinters in the stratum corneum in the skin. Mm. And they stay there even after rinsing. So days upon days, we're building up the surfactant thing. And that adds like chronic issues to that layer. So it could be like inflammation, microbe mutation, or just like general irritation, rash, dryness. It's going to manifest different for everybody. So when we wash repeatedly with surfactants, that's a big issue. And then we're exacerbating everything with chemical creams. And then we're baking it all in with sunscreen. And then we're eating diets of food that's grown in the in the shadows of factory farming and pesticides, you know, and that's not helping our skin either. And then we're baking in the sun or we've been working all week under fluorescent lighting. And then we go into the sun and studies from the eighties that were published in the Lancet showed that people were more vulnerable to skin imbalances or skin disease, like a variety of cancers from, uh, people that worked more under fluorescent lighting than people that lived closer to the equator or people that had recreational jobs or spent more time outside. They were far less vulnerable to skin disease than people that were working indoors. And that's in the 80s. That's before every person was working in front of a computer all day. Yeah. I wonder how much energy, if, you, if there's some way to quantify the amount of energy that we waste in <clears throat> shutting down our body's natural ability to take care of itself. Yeah. If there's some way to like, I think it'd be like, probably like the size of the sun or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, it'd be like, it's this much kilowatts. Yes. <laughs> it would be a lot. And that's what I talk about really <laughs> all the time throughout the book is like, we got to get out of the way of our body's innate intelligence. And right. it's like, we're trying to like override it with this stuff, but like with just like putting on or thinking we got to control something with soap and cream. But meanwhile, we've just done all of these things that could just naturally be taking care of themselves and we could be like moving on to other things. Yeah. What about mouth care? Yeah. How do we, what's, what are some things that we're messing up on that? Uh, again, there's a whole microbiome in there Mm. and, uh, you know, so the way we've sort of been, there's a perfect storm of what's been happening to create, uh, microbial imbalances within the mouth and that's like the harsh modern products that we're using a lot of the dental work that we're getting like a root canal that will then add to the pathogenic load of our mouths and uh, or like a mercury filling so all of that sort of concocting to make those things happen and um we're really throwing it off balance. So we're like, again, it was with that germ warfare theory, right? Like the hardcore alcohol mouthwashes or antibiotic toothpaste. So we're just killing the microbes that really need to take care of the pathogens for us. Mm. And, um, a lot, what I find the area, cause we're looking a lot at, um, 
there's a lot of research right now into anti antibiotic resistance yep. combined with the microbiome. So it's really cool because there's a, through that bottleneck of like, oh my God, the microbiome is so important. Oh my God, we've totally made antibiotic resistance a thing. So these little like sort of magic bullets that we had previously, we can't rely on anymore. Um, so researchers are really looking for things that inhibit what's called quorum sensing. And that's the expression of the pathogens. And when they gain, so they're sort of free floating the body, but then when they gain traction, they're, then they do quorum sensing, which is when they start getting like, get, getting ganging up, gaining in numbers, gaining traction. <laughs> and then that's when the biofilms start to form. So you can think about that in your mouth is a good example. And then a lot of antibiotics can't even pierce the layers around the, the biofilm because they're really like, you know, biologically like barriers. Wow. And what's really fascinating is that, and these studies you could find on PubMed and stuff, is they're really looking at essential oils because, and I think of essential oils as botanical biotics because they're able to inhibit quorum sensing, like they're called QSIs, quorum sensing inhibitors. So they're able to clean up a lot of the pathogenic bacteria, but while working with the, the beneficial bacteria. So they're kind of the perfect thing that we need for these times because we need things that clear up the pathogens without disturbing the good stuff. So we're an antibiotic will clear up the pathogens and everything else. There's sort of these indiscriminate assassins. You take an antibiotic and it'll, hopefully it'll get that virus, but then it clears up all the other stuff. And that's where the danger comes in because then it's left missing spaces where then this other virus that you weren't trying to get can now grow because a whole bunch of friendly bacteria is now, you know, not holding down the fort. And so, yeah, it's great to see studies on these oils and stuff like clove and frankincense and cinnamon, peppermint, like a lot of the classic ones that we use for oral care. Now we can really see why they've been used for thousands of years. So. Your, so your book is quite encyclopedic, um, and as are you. How do you gather and kind of organize and codify and put this information into your head so you can so eloquently just bust it out here on the Align podcast and other, other <laughs> mediums? It's really, it's really brilliant. I'm not totally sure how it all happens. How does it happen? <laughs> what is that? Because I read stuff, you know, and I'm like, then I'll just talk. And I'm like, God, I don't, I'm not able to get it out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Wanted to take a quick break and thank our sponsor, Organifi, for supporting the show. Organifi is a rad company. I utilize their superfood blends on a daily basis. Um, holding in my hands the green juice right now, filled with all the green powders your little heart could desire, from uh, wheatgrass to spirulina to chlorella to matcha. Really excellent stuff. Highly recommend checking them out. They also do protein blends that are vegan, as far as I can see. So the protein they're using in here is pea protein, quinoa protein, and pumpkin seed protein. Everything's organic. Everything's delicious. Highly recommend checking them out. So go Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and utilize the Align code for 20% off. Organifi.com, Align code, A-L-I-G-N, 20% off. Get that stuff. Thank you guys so much for tuning in back to the show. Pow. 
Well, I do think like once you've taken material and then you are writing about it, you know, like I found after writing that book, I feel like I could express myself before, but yeah. definitely after I wrote the book, I felt like, oh, I'm, I feel even more like it's more in me now. Hmm. It's like, think how many times, right? You're, you know, weaving each word and that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's like crystallizing your thoughts. Mm-hmm. I think writing is super valuable for that. Mm-hmm. I think it's also finding something that is, um, that you're genuinely inspired by. So yeah, many people. It all makes sense to me. There's probably some kind of microbiota conversation around like being, when if you're doing something that doesn't, that doesn't create joie de vivre yeah. in your existence, yeah. then your microbiome's like, dude, this life is just whack. To- what well, are we doing here? Well, that's what we have to remember, <laughs> right? It's like, okay, so if you think about like GMOs, cause they're not good, but you forget you're like, they're not, there's a, a number of reasons, but then, and then there'll be the claim from the companies might be like, well, it doesn't affect the shikimate pathway hmm. because animals, mammals, and humans don't have that. What is the shikimate pathway? Well, here's the thing. Every single bacteria has one. Hmm. So it's affect. that's what, that's how it right. kills. It's affecting the, the, you know, the, it's like, that's its sort of form of pesticide is is the GMOs are working on destroying the shikimate pathway. But so we don't have one. But we're we have billions of bacteria on our bodies that have one. Hmm. So we do have one. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. Essentially, we have billions. And so I don't know to me that really isn't just like whoa, like just even highlights how it's so dangerous because it's killing our like whole little microscopic world. Yeah. So there's that, but we really like everything. Everything has everything that's living has a type of a consciousness, right? Like yeah. I don't, you know, I'm not. But like that is alive. That Obvi- plant. Yeah. Obviously, it's different in consciousness. Not saying what's better or worse. Obviously, there's a different thing situation going on with human beings, but all of our bacteria and microbes and cells, there's a consciousness there. So it's really important to appreciate all that our body does and the consciousness of all those cells and bacteria really keeping you alive every day of your life without us even thinking about it. Like we don't have to go to sleep and have this to-do list of like, okay, liver, make sure you're doing your thing at 5 a.m. And and so that's why we have to get out of the way and really allow the infinite intelligence of our bodies to like do their thing. And that's why I also feel like it's really important to engage with the elements because that's what's, re- that's what's refreshing us. Uh, like it's not a bottle of cream <laughs> that's going to friggin' save like, our beauty that we feel is like clashing against the rocks of time for like age. Cause we're all messed up about that too. Right. It's, it's the body and letting it thrive and like feeling the sun, you know, allowing yourself to have air, you know, moving, let allowing your skin to respirate, washing in fresh water and, um, and then engaging with what's, going on your body or in your body with things from the earth rather than a lab 
And then for the people that are, are stuck inside of an office, I'm just like, I really like this conversation, but I need, I have like seven kids and I have bills and my, you know, all this oh, stuff. I get it. Then yeah. we have things like essential oils and various different kind of, we can encapsulate nature and bring it into our yeah. little office like, environment. Yeah, or, or eat real food or try and have lunch outside or, you know, like right. we just have to, or put that shower filter on. And then when you're engaging with water make it real so it's not something that then you're because you we're all going to shower so let's just take it up a notch but you so what I, um, i'm alluding to with the with the putting the, the nature into the capsule yeah. is essential oils yes and that we can get all those monoterpenes and kind of yes. have that like fight inside and kintsu no kintsugi that's when you lace gold around a pot that's broken it's that a chinese nice. thing um <laughs> shinrin yoku that's japanese nature bathing yeah <laughs> that's awesome. but we can kind of bring some of that that same stuff they talk about with shinrin yoku you know like yeah that stuff from the natures yes just by popping some essential oil into our yes. diffuser or our skin yes yeah yeah and that can help us engage with nature and get us breathing in fresher air and i mean yes i make all these beautiful things for the body but you can also just buy like a liter of really of real olive oil a bag of baking soda a bottle of apple cider vinegar have a low vera plant growing in your bathroom and that would last you months and months and months and months and th- and that and that can be enough because you're not damaging it then with the stuff from the cosmetic counters in the drugstore that are literally making a, a catch 22 situation hmm. Yoni care. We got to wrap up soon, but I want to talk about the Yoni. Yeah. It's important. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) One of the things that's interesting is like this kind of, uh, you know, like sexually transmitted, they call it infections now, not diseases, right? They change that, I think, STIs. I always think of those words as interchangeable. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But but they. (laughs) At least somebody's thinking about it. (laughs) Somebody's on top of it. But with that, your body has its own natural defense against these things as well. Yes. Yes? Yes. What's that? Oh, yeah. We got. Well, really, like I think of the yoni as the original self-cleaning oven. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> we have to again get out of the way. So for women, obviously, the ones with vaginas, uh, there is a <laughs> of the women listening with vaginas <laughs> specifically. There's that microbiome area is so important and pretty major, and literally like not having a healthy microbiome in that area or enough gut microbes, that could be the root of an infertility issue. That alone. I write about it in the book. Mm. There's the stats and the studies. Mm. So, you know, it's supposed to be a slightly acidic environment, but then the things that are going in on and around there are, you know, a lot of it's just not health oriented. So from spermicides to like KY, like so the, the glycerin jellies. Yeah. Glycerin actually creates a thing called osmolarity, and that's when the cell releases water to balance what's being applied on the outside. And um, that actually makes the cell shrivel up. So when scientists were just studying the glycerin-type jellies, lubricants on the vagina, what they noticed is that the cells shrivel up because they're like, so it's this temporary lubrication for a long-term drought is what's being created. <laughs> and he said they looked like raisins. So I call them cellular raisins in our yoni. And then that creates more um, cell death. And then you've got a lot of like loose cells in there. 
And then that helps to transmit or you're more vulnerable to get STIs. So that throws off the whole situation. And then things like tampons, which are just so filled with chemicals and bleaches and that kind of stuff are, you know, even and can even create things like toxic shock syndrome. And in that area, too, I mean, that's that's like our mouths. It's so like the skin there is as an epithelium. So it's only one cell thick, just like inside our mouths. And so the absorption factor, that's just like a straw for the body. So whatever's going in there is just so easily going into the bloodstream. (laughs) So we really want to care for what's going on down there. How about... uh can I say dick care? How do I say that? Uh, we call them <laughs> lingams. Oh, I'm sorry. sorry. <laughs> Shiva lingams. The Shiva lingam. The, Shiva the lingam. sacred sacred phallus. Yeah, actually, we have a gorgeous, I just made a gorgeous, gorgeous Shiva lingam serum, and it's coming out in about three weeks. Oh, good. Yeah. I but can't wait. Th- um, there's not the same kind of like microbiome situation. Hmm. Yeah. It's more on the outside. Yeah. I haven't totally studied uh, that, but it isn't like the the vaginal microbes, microbiome is really quite a big area for, for women. changes health. a little bit with circumcised versus uncircumcised sacred Shiva lingams. I would imagine. Then it becomes a bigger conversation. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But oh. not something I've totally studied yet. <clears throat> All right. I'll get back to you. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. I want to direct text messages yeah. as soon sort that out. Um, well, cool. This is so fun. I'm like, I feel like I could, I really appreciate you, you and your brain. I was going to say your Thanks. brain, but more the whole, I want to be less myopic <laughs> Thank you. And, and draw out. Um, is there anything else that would be relevant to, to add for, for folks? Of stand well, I feel up things? Like there's so much relevant, but really when I, uh, my book was, was supposed to, I was supposed to write it a few years before, but we had like a fire and stuff, so I just had to wait. You lost everything. We lost it all. We talked about that in the last podcast. Yeah. So it came out a little bit later, but probably better than it would have been. Yeah. Um, but I, I just really, really wanted to just distill all that I know so far in this lifetime, <laughs> and it's all there. Cause I needed it a long time before I wrote another book too. But, but I really feel like I, you know, I've been, women have been, women and men have been asking me beauty and body and healthcare questions for 20 years. And I really feel like I have a good uh, sense of like what's, you know, what weird fungal infections and viruses or beauty concerns that people have. Cause like thousands and thousands of questions. And so I really, I uh, wanted to do my best to, like, in these modern times to really, like, bring bring that, you know, some ancient knowledge with what we know uh, from modern science and bring it together. And while, you know, I make hundreds of beauty <laughs> products and there's a lot in this book, but I really do like to take it down to a simple, simple level. And um, so I think everybody's going to get out of the book what they need, but I do like to keep things simple. Even though I have like eight steps to clean your mouth, there's like a simplification process too. And the ingredients are simpler. And when we take care of our skin, we can just like wash with oil. You know, there's tons of stuff in the book on that. And then the back end is just, there's like one chapter called Renegade Beauty Solutions. And it's kind of like an A to to Z, A to Y of uh, just like things that I know would come up but didn't necessarily need a whole chapter. Sure. And ways to balance the body and stuff. So there's a lot in there. I love it. Can I ask 
really quick yeah. the armpit biome yes. and how to get that thing under control. Yeah, well, we don't need to arm the armpits anymore with aluminum we can't, right. at all. Because that, you know, every day for decades, it may be a small amount, but then we get the accumulation. And aluminum definitely is an accumulative thing. Hmm. So... Um, there's so many great options, so many plants like sandalwood and vetiver that are just so juicy. You know, we make the poetic pits and the underarm charms, but like even if you just got a bottle of sandalwood, it's transformative. Men say they become Pied Pipers, especially after their yoga classes, because it's such a it's such a sensual aroma. And it blends with your aroma. So it just takes like whoever you're, whatever you're emitting as your essence, and then it layers on this gorgeous plant layer hmm. that it's just you know there's a the walt whitman quote i have in the book that's like the scent of these armpits is finer than prayer hmm. and that's where you want to be you know with your lovers and that kind of thing you it's just like want them like of, diving in there getting out of the self-disgust thing we we're kind of talking about in the beginning yeah i mean and you can make it a bit you know you can just take that arm what's going on with that armpit which is like our natural musky aroma and pheromones and then just like let it turn a corner of like amazing aroma when you just put those plants on top. It's like getting on your team. Yeah. I'm on your team. Yeah. We're in this thing together. Yeah. Be on your own team. <laughs> I'm a little stinky. That's all right. <laughs> yeah, but you won't be. I mean, like, Not anymore, though, because I got poetic pits. Yeah. Because people are like, oh, my God, finally a natural deodorant that works, which was also my thing. It was like one of the hardest things back in my 20s. I'm like, I got to figure this out. And Sandalwood has a is a phytohormone similar to our armpit. So it made me immediately think of that. And so the poetic pits are all like sandalwood based with like the aromas on top to give character and different nuances. But you could also just take baking soda and dust it and get your armpits in the sun. All of those things really help. Or you can make a sea salt spray. Lemon juice? I don't know about that. Maybe. Is that not right? I'd have to just... I think that just Definitely made things worse. I was on lemon juice a little bit in Morocco, I'm pretty sure. No Did one... I, I didn't... I don't think I was... Could do a lemon I juice was hairspray. popular with the ladies in Morocco. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it'd be enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, cool. Um, people can get Poetic Pits at yeah. livinglibations.com. Is that the yeah. website? How's that go? That's it. Cool. And yeah. people can get the book, Renegade Beauty. Yeah. That's on like Amazon and stuff too or at our site. Sweet. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was really fun. Yeah. I look forward to the uh, phallic text message. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Over and out. <laughs> podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning into that conversation. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. There's some ways that you can support this podcast, one of which you can pick up an Align band, which is a heavy-duty resistance band. It comes along with a door anchor and a carrying case and a video guide on how to mobilize those joints and integrate that body of yours. Really great stuff. You can be found at AlignTherapy.com and also on Amazon.com. Um, thank you also so much for utilizing the Amazon affiliate link on the right-hand sidebar of the podcast page. Bookmark that thing. Anytime you purchase some crap on Amazon, purchase that crap. Through that link, we get a percentage of it. costs you nothing. And I think that's enough. Thank you guys so much for reviews on iTunes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Pow.